0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: In the studio with you tonight, it's
2: me, Bonnie, Nikki, and Lori. So this is exciting. We have another episode of She Talk Live. It's been a minute. Yep. I don't since think... Aria left, yeah, right? I was going to
1: say, I don't think there's been one since Aria left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. We used to do that every Wednesday for those that are new here. Just me, Aria, and Nikki. And we called it She Talk Live instead of Free Talk Live.
2: And, uh... And then Lori was doing it for a while. Yeah. With, um... It was like a year ago. I think right? it was with, uh, us and Aria. Yeah. And then I think we had an episode, the three of us, right?
1: Yep, we did. That was yeah. one of the first ones I ever, uh, was the yeah. first chair.
2: That was a good one, too. I, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I just remembered we had, like, such a good show. So. I remember I'm we excited. talked
1: about... Free Britney. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, it was good. And now she's allegedly free, but it seems more like they just went covert with the like control of, over her life. It's really weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that whole Britney situation, I haven't been like following it too closely, and we're talking about Britney Spears, um, if anyone is not familiar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just seems like maybe she was insane. I don't know if it was like psych meds or trauma or whatever. But now we're kind of seeing, like, based on just her content on social media, it's like, okay.
1: She's obviously, like, asking for help. Like, I think it's yeah, so Yeah, she
2: feels very unhinged. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what happened, but I don't know.
3: I imagine living your whole life with somebody orchestrating everything you do would yeah. make you insane the moment yeah. you get, you know, all of that plopped in your lap.
2: Mm-hmm. And a lot of child stars, I mean, we saw that with, like, who, like, Lindsay Lohan and some of the other um, child stars where like. They finally, you know, like they're out of the grasp of Disney. Like they stop being a Disney star and then finally they get some freedom when they're like a teenager or an adult and then they just like can't handle it because they're so used to everything being controlled and...
1: Kind of Justin Bieber too. Justin Bieber went like driving around. I didn't know this until just like two days ago that there's a video of Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez where it's, you know, not 100% confirmed, but it's pretty obvious that they were going there to try to buy meth. And I was just Ooh, like Oh, I didn't know about that. Like, I just wouldn't expect a celebrity, like, big celebrities like that, like, some of the biggest
3: celebrities to be like, Yeah, let's do meth. Yeah, you think
2: they would do better drugs? Yeah,
1: like,
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm older than you guys, so you don't remember, like, Whitney Houston back in the day oh, with the crack yeah. is whack. And, like, they have yeah. always done all of the drugs.
1: Yeah, but well, she was saying yeah. she didn't do crack. Maybe she was. Low. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was definitely doing crack, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Where's the receipt?
1: <laughs> I just think that's crazy. Like, uh, I don't know. It'd be so sad if like Selena Gomez became like I don't know, that- anorexic with pox
2: over her face. Well, and it does seem like meth does really feel like next level. Like it does really feel like beyond crack. Even beyond crack. Yeah, honestly. You know, yeah, Like it really just does. And not I don't that know. crack
1: is okay. <laughs> I mean, all of these things should be legal, in my opinion. It was just really shocking to me. And um, since this is a show about how, mostly about how crappy the government is, let's get into this article I have here about the US Air Force wanting $5.8 billion to build 1,000 AI driven unmanned combat aircrafts, possibly more, as part of its next generation air dominance initiative. So that means they want to kill people with robots, unmanned flying robots. It says the Air Force is seeking a multi-billion dollar budgetary allowance to research and build at least a thousand, but possibly more, unmanned aircraft driven by AI pilots.
2: I'm sorry, this just like really feels like Star Wars to me. Yeah. Like they literally did this <laughs> and it did not end well. Hmm. What happened in Star Wars? You know Wars? what I mean? Well, I just oh. like the Empire, you know, like it, it was... The clones? They were definitely, yeah, like they were definitely used... For evil. Well, the clones were different because the clones, they just like cloned this one guy. But he was. So that was that a, army. A but then they also had like, I guess, well, I guess the stormtroopers aren't really um, like, they're still people. They are the clones, but they also had like the robot army thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just like, I don't know. It just seems. It, it seems. I don't know. Unethical to me. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Anyway,
3: like AI can't even get fingers right yeah. in a picture. Yeah. How, yeah. are we, how are you going to let AI have control over lives? That's, that's a great my, point.
1: I'm still not okay with the idea of unmanned cars driving around on highways and stuff.
2: I don't know if that's really happening yet. I know that th- things will happen like... I think it is. In um, San Francisco, I think mm. they had like taxis. Whoa. Like, I, I think like um, like beta type testing things are being done in certain areas. I know that like Teslas, if you're in the parking lot
1: with it, you can tell it drive to me.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. There's that feature, and then I think some cars also will, will like parallel park because yep. they do have the sensors. Um,
1: and, and like, I don't know. there's nothing crazy about that to me. But when it comes to like, oh, I'm gonna drive h- halfway across the city and come pick you up and bring you to where you want to go, that's just crazy. It just seems to me like I can't trust AI to be that good yet. The Times, citing congressional exceptions, reported that the costs of the Air Force's collaborative combat aircraft will be between 3 million and 25 million depending on their status as expendable a trip i don't know what that word says or exquisite even the higher end figure is far less than a manned aircraft with a pilot both of which are valuable to the force so they're trying to you know make it sound good because it costs less because there's not a human on it well they want them cheap so that they can
3: Kill more.
2: Drive them into buildings and blow people up.
1: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I, r- I really think they'd probably be doing stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Oh, of course. Well, they already said that, right? The yeah. the suicide, suicide missions. missions. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, we don't have to kill people anymore. Or, no, sorry. Only- they are still killing people. Now they just don't have to waste their own hmm. resources and soldiers. They can right. just, you know. It yeah, only has to wrong.
3: fly for, you know, just a little bit of time. We can make them cheap. Yep. Like,
1: I've heard that in World Wars 2, there was something where somebody was like, oh, look, this type of aircraft was the best because it came back looking the best. But really, it was a bad study because all those ones were the ones that didn't actually make it out because all the ones that went, they came back really messed up Mm -hmm. because, I I don't know. So I just think it could be a suicide mission as in usually they just go there, shoot until the plane gets taken down. So they will probably just like shoot at people until it gets taken down. But if they're doing kamikaze stuff, that's just another level of crazy. Just, we're just going to take this RC, uh, not helicopter, what are these things, jets, and just shoot it straight at a building, like you said. That's
3: crazy. Well, it won't even be RC. AI, they'll be like, you know, programmed to do a job. And then it'll just leave and go do its job. They don't (laughs) have to do anything. So that's even less work that they have to do. They don't even need to have somebody controlling it.
1: That's so crazy. They just
3: program them all and then they fly.
1: I'm just realizing it probably wouldn't be from D.C. They probably have like a base in the country they're taking over. And um, then from there, yeah. it'll just go a few miles and it'd right. be so easy. That's really crazy and not right. Um. Oh, my God. It even mentions Terminator here. It says, while the Air Force's next generation air dominance family of systems effort, which is focused on delivering air superiority through the development of a crude next generation fighter jet supported by uncrewed collaborative combat aircraft has garnered widespread military support. Human rights advocates are concerned that the unmanned war machines included in the plan pave the way to a Terminator-style dystopian future. I've never even seen Terminator, and I said that because I know what Skynet is from Terminator. Says, somebody said, "'You're stepping over a moral line by outsourcing killing to machines.' By allowing computer sensors rather than humans to take human life, Mary Wareham, the advocacy director of the Arms Division of Human Rights Watch, a proponent of international limits on autonomous lethal weapons, told The Times. Other AI weapons opponents, such as the nonprofit Future of Life Institute, call these advancements slaughterbots because algorithmic decision making in weapons Allows for faster combat than can or that can increase the threats of rapid conflict escalation and unpredictability, as well as the risk of creating weapons of mass destruction. So it will increase the threat, the risk of that, I guess. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, I would say so. I guess
1: if another country is getting hit by slaughterbots, they would be more likely to want to just like
2: nuke the other country. Well, yeah, it's just really escalating things. Mm-hmm.
1: It really does seem to be like a huge escalation that they're even talking about. It is pretty bad. United Nations Secretary General Antonio uh, Guterres said as far back as 2019 that machines with the power and discretion to take lives without human involvement are potentially unacceptable, or politically unacceptable, morally repugnant and should be prohibited by international law.
2: It does feel like a war crime. It It feels like it's crossing a lot of ethical boundaries.
1: It probably should be. I mean, the United States does war crimes all the time. Yeah, that's kind
2: of their thing,
3: right? Yep. Well, when you take human decision making out of it, too, you can't correct any mistakes. Hmm. So if it's programmed to do something and it goes on this mission to blow up whatever, but there's a bunch of school kids in the yard of where they're supposed to blow up, a human might be like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a machine's not going to do that. It's going to be like, cool, boom, done.
1: I mean, this has been what they've been trying to create humans into with the Air Force, like turn them into psychopaths that don't care and will just listen to orders and kill. And they've been pretty successful. But this is like another step towards.
2: Well, right. So then they can skip that whole part in boot camp where they're dehumanizing you, because that's why they do that. They're dehumanizing people. They're taking away their sense of self and their sense of individuality. And they're just trying to make them blindly follow orders like that is the point of boot camp in all branches of the military. And in this segment,
1: we're going to be talking about an article from The Guardian that says Silicon Valley elites revealed as the buyers of $800 million of land, and apparently they want to build a utopian city.
2: Whoa, where in Hawaii? Nope, it's
1: actually in Northern California, but yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Like, or, or, and I was just government- kidding
2: because I don't think there's that much land. I, I forget mm-hmm. the quantity of land you said, but it sounded like more than... Would be on Hawaii? Oh,
1: no, it's just $800 million worth of land. Oh,
2: okay, it was in dollars, okay.
1: Here it says it's 55,000 acres of farmland in Northern California. And I haven't actually read this article, so let's get into it. it says, after weeks of local speculation, the purchaser of 55,000 acres of Northern California land has been revealed. The group, Flannery Associates, backed by a cohort of Silicon Valley investors... Has quietly purchased eight hundred million dollars worth of agricultural and empty land. The New York Times has
2: reported. You said fifty five thousand acres. Yep, that is so much land. I really don't have any kind of a. That is a lot. That is a lot of land. Like I, I can't even think of like a state or something I could compare that to. Let me just like Google. But yeah, like just look up how big Connecticut is acres. <laughs> because I'm like. And it like, like, think of it. Like, if somebody owns, um, like a property that has five acres, like that's a decent amount of land. Like, you could have a, a small running farm mm-hmm. on five acres of land. Yep, yeah, but this is, you know, like 11,000 times that. I mean, that's crazy. That is a lot.
1: Well, of I, land. I forgot that this uh, computer uses Sir, sirx dot org for search, and it's the absolute worst search. In the world, so I'm not even going to try to figure that out. Oh, wait. It says, Connecticut is the gateway to New England. The state is approximately 3.5 million acres. So, yeah, I did find it. Sorry,
2: C-Rex. So, 3.5 f- 3. <laughs> million. Okay, so that's actually a lot bigger. I, I wonder how much
1: um, 3. Rhode 5 Island is. That's million. what I should have done.
2: I'm surprised Connecticut's that big. I know, me too. I, it- I didn't it- and You're that. right. It is hard to fathom, like how big an acre is, like, in... It's a football field. Yeah, but, it, but it's acre? hard to fathom... One acre, about a football field. It's hard to fathom that, like, in regards to, like, a state, you know what I mean? Like, oh, how, yeah. how much land, like, to think of 55,000 acres in regards to the state of California. It, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way, it's, a lot. it's it's a ton of land, and it is sketchy that investors are...
1: And we haven't gotten to this part yet, but I wonder what it means by that they want to build a utopian city.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think we could assume, probably, this one, what that would mean to some Silicon Valley investor from California, well, rich, okay. white, and
3: old.
1: This actually puts it way more in perspective. <laughs> this on com, so who knows if it's really right, because that's just people answering, says that Rhode Island is a relatively small state, and it has a total land area of approximately Oh wait, that's not acres oh 66 uh 6 660,000 acres so that's 660,000 acres yeah that that puts it into perspective even more to me for where i, where I used to live in yeah. utah on dugway proving ground is roughly the size of rhode island so that's even bigger than this wow that's crazy city that apparently they're gonna try to make in northern california
2: that's almost even more disturbing.
1: It, it is really disturbing, and the <laughs> that's part, crazy. The part I was allowed to be on was only five miles in radius. Yeah, I'm sure.
2: It's, it's like, what are you doing over there with all the rest of that land? Right.
3: It's a little bigger than two Keens. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Keen is a great. Oh, that's you know. Twenty-three thousand. Yeah. It's like
2: okay, my brain
3: can understand
2: that. Good. <laughs> all
1: right. So that'd be you know like a decent sized city. It says the project was spearheaded by Jan Ceramic. A 36-year-old former trader for the investment banking firm Goldman Sachs and is backed by prominent Silicon Valley investors, including Michael Moritz, a venture capitalist, Reid Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, Lorraine Powell Jobs, the founder of the philanthropic group Emerson Collective and wife of Steve Jobs. OK, I wondered that. Mark Andreessen. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of Gavin Andreessen. An investor and software developer, but now I wonder if they're related. Gavin Andreessen did, like, uh, Bitcoin in the beginning. Patrick and John Collison, the sibling co-founders of the payment processor Stripe, which is huge, and the entrepreneurs David Gross and Nat Friedman, the Times reported. Though Flannery has been purchasing farmland and empty plots over the past five years, it has only recently started interacting with local officials and residents,
2: according to the Times and local reports. I feel like some free staters and libertarian people can kind of get a little too isolated. Hmm. You know, it's like we're making a lot of great headway and we're doing a lot of great things within our own community, but we also need to branch out to the local communities. So when we move to a place like it's important to also like be interacting with people who were born and raised here um and be making those connections and I think a lot of like activism that people are doing can kind of be taken the wrong way and it can kind of be a huge turn off for a lot of people that already live here so it's important in my opinion to be strategic with activism and to be strategic with how we're presenting things and how we're talking to people and just making an effort to really reach out to the people that live here um because I think if they understood the the real like mission behind a lot of the things that free staters are doing, they would be on board. I just but, think you know I think that the best kind of activism
1: is the kind that shows people that there's a problem at all with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like with cop block activism, plenty of people said what you're saying about cop blockers, like, oh, you're making us look bad. You're making the people that live here not like us. But it also showed it there's Plenty of like very viewed videos and plenty of people who have had their uh, minds open to what policing really is like by seeing videos of cops, you know, doing things like sticking a um, stick in Derek J's tires. I I know that wasn't necessarily cop block video. I don't remember who recorded that or anything, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of times the locals just are just comfortable with whatever's going on. It's like this is how it's always been. No one has ever shown them. The evil of you know that's inherent in the system.
2: Yeah, well, I would say that's like the majority of people, right? Right, you know, small towns—they all know each other already.
3: Yeah, they all know each other, so they're like, "Oh, Frank down the road, he's a great guy. I'm not going to listen to this other person who's Mm. saying that he's Mm -hmm. doing this terrible thing. Mm. I already know him. Yeah, so so they already have biases ingrained into the community itself. Exactly.
1: And uh, the thing about Keen is just like. Sometimes I just don't see myself as, like, a um, permanent resident here. I'm glad Ian left the room because (laughs) it's just, like, anytime I've done anything interacting with the local people here, it's, like, why don't you guys just secede and become Massachusetts? Like, honestly. Like, I went and was asking for people to sign for... This was before Jeremy Kaufman was really um, that vocal about stuff that has since pissed people off, even. I was asking for people to sign- Before,
2: before the video? Uh...
1: Well, yeah, definitely before his campaign <laughs> videos came out. Uh, I was saying, like, war is retarded, stuff like that. Um, but All right, no,
2: I wasn't it war is gay?
1: War is gay, and something else was retarded. <laughs> Climate change is retarded. I don't know. It's purposely really offensive videos, but- yeah,
2: that were hilarious.
1: They didn't know anything about Jeremy Kaufman. They just knew that I was asking, will you sign this um, petition to allow the Libertarian candidate for Senate- to be on the ballot and people are like are you a free stater libertarian no way like just like they just didn't even want you to be on the ballot they, it's not even like will you vote for libertarian this no I'm just yeah. asking you to ask to allow them to be on the ballot you know I, people I, I think
2: that you're making a great point here because I feel like Keene is very different from the rest of New Hampshire <laughs> even like maybe you know even like Manchester and stuff like right. it is different yeah, it is very like Massachusetts vibes. And it's close
1: to Vermont too. So it's like, yeah. Plenty of people here are literally from Vermont and Massachusetts, like the two of you lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> but you're very different than the people that you talk about coming from Massachusetts, is my point.
2: That's why we left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, apparently those people left too, but they didn't get the memo, I guess, that this were. Well, you know what? And we'll see this, like where people are like, Massachusetts is terrible. So I'm going to move to New Hampshire. So you mm-hmm. get a lot of that in the border towns, right? So people want to live in like Mason and Ringe and those border towns so they can still commute to their jobs in Massachusetts or in Boston. And what happens is they vote, but they bring their bad politics up with them. <laughs> and it's like why don't you realize that is what ruined your state in the first place so it's like a lot of liberal people are fleeing from from various states because they're like oh you know New York, new York you know and in Massachusetts they became you know they're not what they used to be and they don't understand like logically they cannot reason and understand what happened hmm. like the series of events that led to places like Massachusetts and new uh, New York changing
1: This new story from Reason, reason Reason.com, says a 12-year-old boy removed from school over Don't Tread on Me patch. The Gadsden flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution, says Colorado Governor Jared Polis. Hmm, So, you know, it's kind of annoying, like, with this situation that we're going to get into with this little boy that got taken out of school for the Gadsden flag. Uh, Like, it's annoying that, like, politicians are jumping in front like, oh, I've always been, you know, I've always loved free speech. Get out of here. (laughs) That's why the public schools are the way they are, right?
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Um, Jaden is a 12-year-old boy who attends the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hmm, the Vanguard School? Is that, like, not a public school? I don't know. He is the subject of a video that went viral on social media. It shows the boy and his mother confronting a school administrator who asserts that the Gadsden flag patch on his backpack violates district policy district policy kind of makes it sound more like government school quote the reason that we do not want the flag displayed is due to its origin with slavery and the slave trade says the
2: administrator even though that's has nothing to do with the origin
1: it's absolutely crazy she's so dumb but let's just get right into the video gonna plug it
2: in over here and what is this video of? Is this a video of, um, like, the mom's interaction with the principal? Yes. I'm not sure if she's the principal or if she says in this
1: video, but there's this woman who's obviously, like, a school employee. And she brings a little boy into a meeting room, and the mom is there. And you could tell it's kind of like a secret recording because it's kind of like coming from behind a baby. Yeah,
2: that was my next question, if they knew they were being recorded.
1: I don't know that they knew they were being recorded just because she never looks at the camera and it uh, is like behind a baby car seat. You could see like the baby kicking its foot.
2: Yeah. It it seems
1: like the dad was like in the room and just like sat there not saying anything. I I don't know. It looks like someone's holding it. But yeah, so the little boy walks in. Let me make sure I'm doing this right really fast.
3: Oh, okay. Thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That's a historical flag.
1: So they- nice. I, I like that she walks straight in with like attitude. That's the <laughs> mom asking that question.
3: There, um the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, mm-hmm. is due to its origins with the slavery war. and slave trade. <laughs>
1: I didn't catch that before. The the mom is saying the Revolutionary War. And she's like nodding her head along with that and saying slavery and the slave trade. And it's
2: like, ma'am, do you know what the Revolutionary War is?
1: (laughs) Maybe she doesn't. Probably not. Probably not. She probably doesn't. My sister told me something crazy today. Like, it sincerely blew my mind. I had to, like, go tweet about it. Uh, She told me, oh, it's so hard for me to get a job in Alabama. And I don't get why. I'm totally qualified for the jobs I'm applying for. Like, it's just, like, simple things. Like, I can read and stuff. And everybody in this part of Alabama she lives in, they're all retarded anyway. She said her boss at Sally's Beauty Supply... Listen, I've worked at Sally's, and you don't have to be a genius to work there or anything. But she said her boss was like an older woman that would always play like Christian music, like a pretty old woman, but, but like still working age. Um, She didn't know who Hitler was.
2: What? She said... Like not at all?
1: Well, uh, she had an idea because... <laughs> She said... I mean, um,
2: that's, like...
1: They were discussing... It was back, uh, like, a year ago or something. Whoopi Goldberg said, like, the Holocaust wasn't racist because it was just white people on other white people, which are Jews. And, you know, that was, like, I support, mean, but, yeah, like... anti-Semitic at the time.
2: Yeah, and, and to me, honestly, like... Obviously, Judaism is a religion, but it is kind of also a race, too. Yeah, yeah. it's considered a race you know, and a religion. Yeah, like... It was, Completely that does ignorant. sound kind of, yeah, like, it's like, okay, well, they're, like, judging people literally based off of, like, their race. Their genetics. So. Their skin it, it, color. Isn't that racism? Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, but but yeah. just because they're white, we can kill them, right? Yeah. Eh, not a good look.
1: No. Yeah, it, it was really stupid, but so uh, Whoopi Goldberg said that, and my sister said it was being discussed at work, and, um... My sister said something about Hitler, like, I don't know, because it was about World War Two and her boss, this like older woman goes, that was the World War Two guy, right?
2: Yeah, it is. It is the World War II guy. How do you gang. not know who Hitler is? And that's the thing. Like, how do you go... There World War II guys. This... Yeah, that's a great point. But, like, how do you go... I guess he is the main World War II guy. So I'm, I'm glad she at least knew that. Like, the final boss. Yeah, see, she had an idea, <laughs> she had an idea of who but Hitler was. But that's the thing. Was. It's, like, how do you go that far without knowing that? And especially, like, I, I guess we're just, like, culturally, and especially in public school, like, you do get that, like, kind of drilled in your head... But like for me at least like even if I didn't go to public school, right? I read a lot of books about I read a lot of historical books and to me, I know some some parents that homeschool their kid don't find the value in teaching them history. Um I personally when I do have children and choose to homeschool them, I would be um, teaching them about history and having them be reading um you know like Historical nonfiction as well as fiction. Like, I just think that that is an important thing for children and adults both to be learning about and exploring. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind
4: the Gatson Blood. The Don't Tread On Me. Okay. Which is the and Blood.
3: Okay. So he, he, um, he's
4: what's gonna happen if he doesn't take it up he i mean he is able to go i was actually just telling him like i was set, upset that he was missing so much
1: school i'm like ah. I- i'm sure she is you know she's upset that he's missing so much you know and who was saying that was that the teacher lady that said that or yeah the teacher lady said she was upset that he was missing so much school over this oh like Let's try to get this uh, corrected. So let's see what she says the solution should be. So I asked him,
2: can you just take his stuff out of his bag and go
4: back to class? Like, I just
1: wanted to go back to class. She's saying he can just take his stuff out of his bag, get rid of the backpack that has the patch with the Gadsden flag on it, and then he can go back to class. See, that, that will solve the problem. I mean, she's literally
2: treading
3: on him. He's was treading yeah. on his
2: right. Like, this is the point of the patch lady. Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, how old is this kid? Twelve. And who was offended by this patch? Uh, that's was what it they, the other I kids? don't know. Or yeah. the
2: teacher? Probably or... this, you know, this probably the teacher. Probably I doubt. They could have the used kids... it as a teaching moment.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, they can't if they don't know oh, yeah. where it well,
2: really is. Lori, they can't do that. That's not part of the curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, too. They can't teach them stuff that isn't in the oh, curriculum. <laughs>
1: Oh, and uh, so my producer came in and wrote me a note and said Connor Boyack, the reason that he knew about this and everything, he's the author of the Tuttle Twins books, and <gasps> really? I didn't, I
2: didn't know that. I yeah. love the Tuttle Twins. They're
1: libertarian books for kids, written like for kids to read. And actually, we'll get into it later in the story. It's a cute part about it. He, the twelve-year-old, is a Tuttle Twins reader, and that's why he's you know able to stand up for himself. And it said his favorite book is The Creature of Jekyll Island, the one about how the federal reserve came about so yeah that just now the administrator woman she suggested oh if he just takes off his backpack then he can go back into class so let's listen to the rest of this
2: the bag can't go back it's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids so that's what i was trying to, and then he said you were close so i was
3: like oh okay. yeah it has nothing to do with slavery that's like the revolutionary war patch that was displayed okay. when they were fighting the british like that wasn't that's the revolution maybe you're thinking of like the um The Confederate, pe- our Confederate. Pe- <laughs> okay, I so I I'm am there. Just here, here to. to and-
4: of,
3: no, I am here to reverse the policy that was provided.
1: Okay. See, it's like she's she can't answer that. She doesn't know how how to respond because she doesn't have the information. Yeah. So she just says, "Listen, I'm just doing my job." <laughs> just doing my job. Yeah.
2: Yep. she's like, listen, I'm a mindless robot, yep. and uh, you're not following the script. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're not complying. Like immediately, you're not just like taking off the backpack. Oh my god, it'd be so easy if you just took off the backpack. Uh, that's so annoying to me. Controller, controller uh, parasite class. By the district,
4: okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, because yeah, you yeah, says that
3: he's allowed to wear that. If you like, go on their website. It's like says in the big so letters. I, I all, all I am saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period. Like if you said there's no patches allowed at the school, you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that. Um I, I don't I think it's like one sided, you know, because you allow some patches but not other, other patches. And like the like,
2: American
4: flag
1: Yeah, the little boy says the other kids have patches like video games and like the American flag. The American flag has probably more ties to slavery, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um (laughs)
2: Absolutely.
1: Also ties to murder and a lot of terrible things.
0: Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too. But finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com crblake86. Thank you.
1: Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
0: i I don't know what I don't know what you ladies have a problem with the flag the the Gadsden flag we don't uh the, well, well I we're don't defending know, it right no, no 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 there's something you're missing
2: okay' well
0: it it's a it's a racist flag simply because they say it is
1: I don't you think see? we're missing that we're we're pointing out that it's not it doesn't have ties to slavery, and then later the lady says it's you know, has ties to white supremacy and patriot groups, and we were saying that that's silly.
0: But, but, uh, well, you know, b- y- y- yeah, but you see, your problem is, is that you y- you all are actually thinking, you see, hmm. and 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 you're not supposed to think. You're supposed to just com- comply, uh, like the mindless robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. playing with you a little bit. <laughs> I'm playing with you a little bit. Listen, I just discovered you today, and 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 it's. It's refreshing to actually hear people think. Do any of you know who Yeonmi Park is?
1: Yeah, she's from North Korea.
0: Have you, have you read her two books?
1: No, I have not read any of her books, or, or even really heard her speak, really. I used to give to Liberty in North Korea, and um, uh-huh. I know that she works with them, right? I'm sorry? Doesn't she work with them, w- Liberty in North Korea? Link?
0: uh That I don't know, but I do know that she uh, she uh, studied at Columbia University and she discovered that the you know in universities how and it, it's, it's on both sides of the border. I'm calling from Canada by the way okay. And, uh, and uh, it's, it, 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 you're dealing with a situation where only in Columbia University, and I think in universities, vast majority all over North America, only, only certain viewpoints are acceptable. Hmm. And uh, she says that uh, it reminded her of what she you know, uh, fled from in North Korea. And, uh, so she, but her, her two books, I, I recommend there, I've read both of them and they're, they're an easy read. And, uh, it, the, the first one is, um, oh Lord.
1: Um, it's okay. It's uh, only okay.
0: Only to Live or something like that. People huh? can,
1: people can Google the names, but yeah, Yawn Me Park. I would be interested in reading those books. I just hadn't gotten to it, but, um. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that colleges in the United States and Canada are similar to the brainwashing that gets done in North Korea. It's also a similar thing to what Lily Tang Williams says. She's um, She survived the Mao, Mao Cultural Revolution in China,
3: Okay. and she mm-hmm. lives
1: in the United States now. Uh, she moved to Colorado, and then she moved to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. And she says the same thing, that a lot of the stuff that is going on now is things that she saw happen at the beginning of Mao's cultural revolution.
0: Only, only to live. And while time remains, that's the title of her two books.
2: This story is about a federal judge finds that Maryland parents have no right to opt out of LGBTQ plus education for their children. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not necessarily like against that for children, but I do think it probably is going too far in public schools and it should just be up to the parents no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. So a federal um a Maryland federal judge denied Thursday a parents request to have their children opt out of education on LGBTQ+ plus history and topics in Mahoud versus McKnight. Three families parenting elementary aged children in Maryland objected on religious grounds to use to the use of storybooks featuring LGBTQ+ characters in the Montgomery County Public School system. The court rejected the parents request stating public schools are not obliged to shield individual students from ideals which potentially are religiously offensive, particularly when the school imposes no requirement that the student violate his or her faith during class classroom instruction. Um, but I mean, like, that's kind of not true because it- if it's against their religion to even like discuss it or learn, and like, listen, I don't really like agree with that, but like, if that's their religion and that's how they're raising their kids, like. To me, it's none of my business, and it's kind of, I mean...
1: Like, to me, it just seems like it doesn't really matter if it's actually making them, like, spit on a Quran or something. It just matters that the parent doesn't want them exposed to it. Like, all throughout middle school, I remember there being, like, a waiver that you'd have to sign to be able to, like, have sex explained to you. So you would think that they could just, like, the parents can just say, sorry, I don't want my kid exposed to whatever.
2: I mean, depending on what the content in the book is, I suppose, but it is kind of weird to be like, I don't want my kids to know that gay people exist. It is weird, and I find it weird, weird, too. You know, like, if it's more about, like, transitioning and stuff like that, I could see how some people would be concerned about that, because there is all of, like, the, the hysteria about, like, oh, the public schools are making the kids trans, which whatever may or may not be true. I don't know. But, um, but if it's just like, oh, this is a storybook and, you know, the character, like, there's this, two moms. Yeah, this little right. kid has two mommies. It's like, okay, that's just kind of like the reality. It's of totally the weird. It's totally weird, but
3: it, it should still be up to the parent. Like, yeah. I remember um, it, not that long ago, all the schools were like, we're just going to have, you know, season's greetings, holiday celebrations, yeah. because hmm. we don't want to religiously offend people. But now, because the politically correct thing to do is. To acknowledge that there's, you know, all different kinds of people. Now it's the other way around. So pick one,
2: and that and that's a great point too. And I think, you know, especially when it comes to the holiday thing, it's like I think it's let I think it's more like showing more acceptance to say like, okay, we're we're gonna learn about Christmas, but like, how about let's learn about all of the things? So like everything, like Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. Like when I was in school, we sang songs about Hanukkah.
1: Sarah, what's on your mind? Yes, I just want to mention that we hit another
4: uh school crossing guard.
1: Sarah, why uh, do you say we? Why did you hit the school crossing guard?
4: Uh, I mean, I mean these I mean these Albuquerque drivers that was at the school zone. And uh, they they I saw the uh, drunk driver lady um just completely ran over an about a year ago a crossing guard. Well, you watched that so, happen? Well, they they had it on the TV Hmm. and and she was and then they had her um, filmed and then she ran him over at a high speed. It was like, oh, my God,
2: that's that's really scary. Honestly, like that is really sad.
1: It really does suck. I mean, uh, I don't see it. like what a
2: wholesome job too. you know, it's like a school, you know, I'm here to help the children cross the road. You know, and to think of like that could have been don't... a child, you know, yeah. so I don't know, maybe Sarah's on to something, maybe New Mexico drivers, need, something needs to be done.
1: Well, a lot of, I don't know, I don't I don't want to be too much, I, I, okay, I am have, okay, I've straight up said that like New Mexico is full of stupid people on the show, I want to take that back, like that's mean, but I will say that they're the worst drivers in the United States, and I will also say a lot of them drink, so It doesn't surprise me at all that the first one you said was a drunk driver. So I'm just going to have to assume Uh this new one was probably a drunk driver, too.
4: Do you know? I do not know. She's she's not been, like, hospitalized or anything, but she got injured. And then the the whole thing is that they want to keep the, you know, school zone safe, and then that's why they got the cross guards. And these cars can't stop, not even for the— you know, ones with the whistles and the stop sign and the vest and everything—they have to hit them too. I mean, it's really pathetic. I mean, I mean, is that better? That, but, but, um, you're, you're not. I mean, you know what? It's only insulting if you say that the Mexican people are stupid. If you, if they're from there. I mean, if you're somewhere, somewhere else, but. I mean, let's get, I mean, let's get serious. I mean, it's like we have the lowest test scores in the country, and what do you expect, you know? I mean, and it's really not their fault that they're kind of unintelligent. It's just uh, the way it's always been, you know? So when you're, like, the poorest state, you wind up having the, like, the worst teachers, no money for schools, and, you know, that's probably what, you know, leads to it. Also, you know all the communism.
2: So, Sarah, what do you think would be like a good solution to like make the education system in New Mexico better?
4: Well, they they have been trying. They really have been trying, but um, really trying to improve the uh, school system. Um, for all, but you know, they do the best they can. But with like being the Again, no money, you know, that they don't have much money to work with, but they do the kids, I mean, give the kids breakfast and lunch, free food, at least they get some food to think.
0: Hmm.
4: So, but they are trying, but...
1: I don't know. um, I just think that if people were getting robbed less to send other people's kids to school and their own kids to school, maybe they would just have them at home and give them food themselves. Like, you'd think that, like, parental... I, I know that there are bad parents out there. I just think... I don't know if it's really worth it. We steal from people, and that way we can give their kids food. Like, would they not be giving their kids food if they weren't being stolen from? I don't know.
4: Well, the whole thing is that the kid, like seventy percent of the children that need the food, like they'll just starve. I mean, they have to feed them during the um, summer vacation and winter vacation, and they just have no food at all. What if their parents and weren't being stolen
1: from? From you know, people like you who demand that the city of Albuquerque put up all these red light cameras and all this other stuff. You wanted to put a statue in the middle of the rotary that people can't drive through. What if their parents weren't being stolen from? Do you think that they would get fed more often?
4: So, what what does red light camera have to do with um, stealing? Having it's more using, food.
2: well, it's using tax dollars, right? So, like, we're it seems like a lot of tax tax money is being allocated to things that aren't as important as children eating like red light cameras.
4: Um, over, You know, I, I don't know about like the over here getting killed by a car is less important than having, having people, uh, children being fed. That's the priority here. You know, I, I wish that,
2: I mean, I just don't Uh, see how it will help that much. I mean, like these things must be like tens of thousands of dollars. I I don't actually know, but they must be extremely expensive to install. And I just don't see how that will help the situation enough. Like for me, I would rather my money go towards feeding children that are hungry and like making sure they're not illiterate.
1: Yeah, the other thing about it is Sarah has said before, like, yeah, there's seventy thousand dollars or something like that. We looked into it on a on a show. I I know that I knew we
2: looked it up, but I forgot it was that much. Yes,
1: for one and that's uh, a lot of
2: children you could feed a lot of children with that money the thing
1: sarah likes to say is like at least it's not a cop sitting there getting paid a whole bunch of dollars an hour to patrol but it, that's just like saying at least i'm hitting you with a switch and i'm not hitting you with a metal pole like right. either one is stealing also,
2: like what's a cop's salary in new mexico i doubt it's 70 grand a year well, well, you know what i mean that's a good point the lawsuit began when the school board announced in 2023 that parents would no longer receive the option to opt their children out of instruction on certain LGBTQ plus storybooks in the, this particular school system. Originally, when the curriculum was adopted in October of 2022, so this is a very uh, recent curriculum, parents received a notice of the use of these books and could opt their children out of instruction involving the books, the books that involve um, mention of certain LGBTQ plus topics. So the MCPS school board also enacted religious diversity guidelines that suggested that schools adjust their instruction or accommodate requests from students who wish to be excused from the classroom discussions that would impose a substantial burden on, on their religious beliefs. The same guidelines stated if such requests became too frequent or too burdensome, the school may refuse to accommodate those requests. So you'd think that if um these requests became rather like so frequent that it was like overloading the school system, you think that they would just be like okay, most people don't want to be learning about this yeah. and they would just remove the curriculum. But instead, they're like, well, too many of you don't want to learn about this or don't want your children to learn about this. So we're actually going to do the opposite. And we're just not going to give you the option to opt out of it. And we're just oh, going to force your children to learn about this. So it does seem like they're taking a peculiar stance on that. Like, that doesn't really make sense to me. It's messed up, too. It's as if
1: the kids want to opt out. So, like, you, you're you going to force a human being to learn something they're trying not to be exposed to themselves. Yeah.
2: And, so, the parents earlier in this article, it said that the parents that put forward this, um, whatever, were, was taking this to the school system, they were parent of elementary age students. So, this isn't like, hmm. you know, like high schoolers. Hmm. This is like young kids. and I wonder I what the topic of the book was. And, and that's the thing. like That's what I would like to know because, and like we kind of mentioned in, in the last segment, like... Seeing gay people kissing or holding hands or, like, the awareness of gay people's existence, like, to me, like, that isn't inappropriate. Right. Um, If it's anything sexual, like, yeah, I wouldn't want my elementary-aged school child seeing that, most likely. Um, So it really does depend, like, what is this content So the school board eliminated the opt-out policy because principals and teachers could not accommodate the growing number of opt-out requests without significant disruptions to the educational environment. The decision to end opt-outs provoked um, the school board meetings on January 12th, March 28th, and May 25th. The The books at issue included Pride Puppy, Uncle Bobby's Wedding, my Rainbow, and Born Ready, the true story of a boy named Penelope. So it does seem like it's some of the trans stuff that like certain parents have been concerned about. Um, three families sued MCPS and related parties claiming that the new policy violated their children's free exercise and free speech rights under the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment. Um, I don't... I don't necessarily... See that I I guess does the first amendment like also protect your right to like to not be, not be spoken at? <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm I don't wondering. Think I'm so. like I, I don't think so either. I, I, think I think thought it was just religion, right? Freedom Yes, freedom of religion, I guess, but That's probably what they're claiming. Yeah, but I just I mean maybe this could be against somebody's religion, but I mean they're not forcing them to do anything. They're forcing I don't them know. to listen to the story. Yeah, like I'm kind of on the fence about this. Um, I, I do think like if these parents are against it, like maybe send your kids to a school that aligns with your values. And right. th- and this is just this school is sending a clear message. Even just the statement if too many parents don't want their children to learn about this, we're just gonna get rid of the exemption altogether because it's gonna overwhelm the school system. Even just hearing that, like, they're 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 blatantly saying We don't care what you think as a parent. We don't care what you, like the content that you want your children to be learning about. They absolutely are telling, like straight up blatantly telling them that they do not care and they will teach their children whatever they want to teach them, regardless of what the parent says. Mm -hmm. So that is like sending a clear message, like get your kids out of this school, you know, like homeschool your kids, send them to uh, you know, a school that more aligns with, Those religious preferences like there are options and it just seems like so many people feel so helpless lori
1: has an article about ai or at least smart contacts
3: in your eyes yeah um this is a story from stingengineering.com it's smart contact lens battery charged by human tears (laughs) how did that, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that is. This is already getting weird. So, researchers at the Nanyang Technological I- University in Singapore have devised a micrometer-thin battery that can power smart contact lenses and be charged with tears. A university press release said.
2: And they, this is interesting because they skipped right over like the smart glasses. You know, I forget what movie hmm. that was, but you know how they had like the glasses that like didn't they have like the what Google glasses? That did that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. There's also a Snapchat boy. Yeah. In real life? hmm Yeah, where you can just record with glasses.
2: Oh, but like they have like, I'm thinking of like Iron Man where he has like the, uh. Oh, like a projector. Like, the, like a projector inside the glasses. Yeah. It's like essentially like a computer mm. inside the glasses. I don't know. How that So I feel like work? they like, skipped right over that and just went straight to contacts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like you
1: can't see something right in front of your eyes like a computer
3: screen, you know? Well, wow. <laughs> it says contact lenses have long been used for a vision correction. With technological advancements, companies have been working to make smarter versions, connecting to devices like smartphones and displaying information close to the wearer's eyes. Such applications require the lenses to have an internal battery. So, yeah, they would have a display right up against your eye.
1: How does that work? That's crazy.
3: I have no idea.
1: I mean, like... um. Just imagine any time you tried to put something right up to your eyeball, like I'm doing it with my fingers right now, I can see my fingers less than if I just move it away.
3: They must have some type of projection like into your retina somehow.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Interesting engineering has previously reported how companies have managed augmented reality displays on smart contact lenses. These devices use extremely thin batteries with induction coils and wires made up of metals, which carry risks for the user's eyes. A research team led by Lee Siok-Wu, an assistant professor at NTU School of Electrical and Electronic Engineering, has now devised a battery that does not use any metals.
1: And it just... I also am just completely confused. I'm not a scientist, so that's why I'm confused. But I'm shocked that something can be powered just
3: by your tears being near it. Um, It says the battery is made of biocompatible materials. It has a glucose-based coating, and the coating can react with sodium and chloride ions in the water inside the battery, serving as circuitry for generating electricity. Since sodium and chloride ions are also found in tears, the lenses could practically be charged as the user wore them. The research began with a simple question. Could contact lens batteries be recharged with our tears, said Wu in a press release. Previous techniques for lens batteries were not perfect, as one side of the battery electrode was charged and the other was not. Our approach can charge both electrodes of a battery through a unique combination of enzyme reaction and self-reduction reaction. Since the approach uses glucose and water, they're safe for the user and the environment after the life is completed.
1: Hmm. I wonder if they're also like consuming your tears. Like, is it making your eyes dry because it needs your tears? I don't know. Or is it just the contact? Don't
2: kind of contacts do that anyways? Because I know a lot of people that wear contacts have to like... Use a lot of saline and eye drops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But I know some people have that reaction and some people don't. Well, it doesn't really. I don't. It doesn't absorb the tears. It's using them
3: like to create a circuit within the battery. Oh, okay. So, like the electrodes, the the super thin electrodes would be using the ions to create the circuit within the contact lens itself. So the
1: tears are just like the wire connecting. Yeah, these basically. Two sides. Okay, like that a, makes like a more sense. like a bio wire. Yeah, I, everything you read to me about it just kind of went over my head. But, um, yeah, I'm wearing contacts right now, and they definitely, like, by the end of the day, my eyes are getting dry. I almost never really put drops in them. Like, I don't even own drops right now because it's never so bad. But in the winter, actually, it's way worse. So I, I have to buy drops by the time winter comes around because, like, it'll be, like, two
3: hours, and it's just dry outside. So it dries out my eyes. I tried to do contacts before, but, like, the whole, I could get them in, but when you have to, like peel your eyeball yeah Yeah. to get the contact off i was like "Mm -mm, i can't do this i've gotten really (laughs) good worst it It feels like you're just gonna like take your eye off yeah no every time that i've like
1: (laughs) accidentally slept with them which was actually i think only once or twice taking them off is terrifying because it it feels like they stuck to you so you gotta like put drops in and then like hope that it wets them enough and that really does feel like peeling your eyes yeah
3: yuck yeah, I don't, I just don't understand why you would want a con a smart contact lens. Yeah, right there in your. Yeah, eye. Yeah, it just seems
2: like so unnecessary. It seems and
3: a lot of this like smart stuff seems really unnecessary
2: to me. Yeah, like the smart fridge. Yeah, smart like, microwave. Yeah, it's like why do you smart washing machine? It reminds me. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Disney Channel movie Smart House. Oh
3: yeah. Mm-mm.
2: But it, so essentially, it's kind of like similar where the house is like. Um, her name was like Karen or something. Yeah, I think it was Karen. And the house essentially was like sentient, kind of. It was like an AI house and like everything in the house could be like control. It was like a smart house, whatever. Like, all oh, like kind of like we're seeing nowadays. And this
1: was in when we were like kids. So probably like 2001 or something like that. Yeah, it was like the early
2: out. 2000s. Yeah. And, um, essentially like the house takes over and it's like the end of, it's not it's not good it's like- just like um 2001 a
1: space odyssey like how there's a com- they, there's this pe- these people they're supposed to be going to jupiter in a spaceship and the reason that they're able to do it is because they have this smart ai spaceship and then mm-hmm. slowly he starts like becoming sentient and he's like i'm gonna need to dispose of you all and then just yeah. like slowly kills them
3: yeah i have way less of a problem with like the smart microwaves and the smart fridges than I do with things that are going in your body.
1: That's a good point. Like,
3: yeah. Like, uh, the electrodes that go in your brain that allow you to interface with the internet. No, thank you. What no. Is- yeah. There's, um, Elon Musk and Bill oh. Gates are coming out with that. S- Neuralink. S- no, there's another one. Oh, there's an actual electrodes that go in people's brains and they can control like a keyboard, a wireless keyboard with their brain. Hmm. S- Synops, I think it's called, something like that. That's crazy. I haven't yeah. heard about that. Any of that stuff. Don't, yeah, put, no. don't put computers in your body.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.